All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss a horror movie. Today's horror movie is going to be the 2021 horror anthology fourth sequel titled, or third sequel, I guess, fourth in the series, VHS 94. Um, just as a precaution, there will be no Spider-Man talk in this podcast. Wow, rude. Rude. No, no Spider-Man talk whatsoever. Not, so no. you do not have to worry about any Spider-Man, No Way Home spoilers. Um, I, I, I've got you there. Andrew really, really wanted to talk about it, and I was just like, no, we, we can't. We can't spoil it. I'm sorry. As much as you want to on our horror movie podcast, we cannot. But uh, we are thinking about doing a bonus episode on that, like we did for um, Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, Andrew, how's, how's life going? You know, it, it's, I heard you died tonight. I, I, I died tonight. I just came back from a workout that... Uh, was really uh i was not ready for it slash like just not in shape for it uh but you know it was, it was a good time it was it was, it was, over, it was I'm, I'm happy i did it but uh you know otherwise i'm looking forward to i have a day off on friday because you know the holidays and whatnot so i'm looking forward to mm-hmm. that uh and actually uh shout out to a great podcast called the alien vs predator galaxy they just released a great every year it's an alien vs predator podcast but because there's such few alien vs predator content they only release an avp content usually at the end of the year they just released their like episode on Alien vs Predator Three World War, which is kind of the uh, third, I guess, second sequel to the original AVP comic. Uh, so you know, great listen, definitely highly suggest it. Um, and you know, also I just learned out that Resident Evil, that new Resident Evil movie, is now available to watch streaming. So I'm going to do that actually tonight. I'm going to watch it tonight. Got to do that. Um, I also want to let our listeners know too. I am recovering from like a chronic cough that i've had for the past two weeks uh finally went to the doctor today because two weeks have been enough she thinks it's some like minor form of bronchitis at the <gasps> moment and prescribed some stuff for me on that stuff but if i start hacking up a hacking up a lung um unfortunately i can't really do much besides just unplug my microphone so i'll try and cough when i'm talking and not when andrew's talking <laughs> unless there's uh, something i really don't want you to hear so that's that how dare you you need to get <coughs> get healthier just for this <coughs> there we go oh yeah you coughing Coffin, 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 coffin. Coffin. Anyway, uh, Andrew, so let's see. Uh, we talked about our little Predator and Alien watch right now. Uh, pretty cool. We talked about our Resident Evil watch. Anything else going on in the horror movie news right now? Uh, I, think, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else I know of coming up. Um, hmm. No, other than uh, Alien being free on, uh, if you have Game Pass. You know, other than that, I think that's, that's my only knowledge. I Oh god! I should like something. Alien Fire Team, yeah. I think mm-hmm. one thing recent. Oh, I think Chucky season two got greenlit. The um. Oh, nice. And that happened. You know, Scream. Uh, the new Scream's coming out soon. Apparently, actually, uh, the what's it called? The new um, Matrix just dropped today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it did come out. You know that, that movie that like no like everyone's kind of like oh that would be fun to watch but nobody really like thought about. <laughs> yeah, and it was just one of those. The Matrix was so good, and then there was the sequels. But it's so good. It does. So. Uh, did you like? I watched them. I feel like when I was a kid, and I was really into that kind of scene. Um, you know, not 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 a leather junkie, unfortunately, but I was really into mm-hmm. that film. Yeah, I was about and, to ask and, like, like, what's going on. Five, but you know, we talk about it. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I feel like I was really into the Matrix, the concept, and like 
I think a lot of that came from a holdover from really enjoying the first one. And I'd be curious mm-hmm. to watch it as an adult now because I think there were a lot of high-level discussions that I might actually enjoy now. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I'm t- I want to go back and watch them, I think, before I watch this new one. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I remember actually I had a really cool AP English teacher in high school. And one of the things he did was uh, we were introduced to philosophical concepts like Plato's The Cave, which is a major, major theme of the first Matrix movie. But he really dwelled into that in terms of um, how that um, influenced the movie. And that was the actual theme of it. And we actually got to write a paper um, based on The Matrix, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, he was, he was the cool young teacher. I really liked him. Well, like, like, like me, as I always talked about Pokemon with my students, and they were like... Oh, 100%. So, yeah, their Iron Giant poster and everything like that. So. How do you know about my Iron Giant poster? <sighs> because you have several. Jesus Christ. I, I, <laughs> did, did you know that I had one of those in my classroom? How did you know? <laughs> what the hell? No, I think I saw a picture of your classroom on Facebook or something like that one time. So oh, okay. I was like, you know what? That sounds about right. It, it, that is, yeah, that's, wow. That was, <laughs> oof. That was mm-hmm. a, a deep cut into my life. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Sounds good. Uh, but Anyway, I- you ready to jump into this uh, movie VHS 94, which uh, coincidentally has a 92% fresh rate on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You're joking. Nope. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to like... I'm going to send you the link right now. I don't... It is 92% certified. Um, the audience score is only 51%, but... Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, wow. Um, so, you, you can probably guess Andrew my... did not like this movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, well, let's hop into it. Let's hop... <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and start because it was my idea or it was to watch this movie. Um, so, the VHS series... <coughs> excuse me. Have always kind of been... I, I don't know. I, I like anthology horror, and I think a big part of it is just the fact that even if you get a dud, there's always the fact of, ooh, but what if the next one's good, or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I've seen the first three VHS movies. Um, the first one I actually didn't see in full till much later. I remember when it came out, everyone was talking about the, um, oh gosh, what was it, the... the, the Amateur Night. Amateur, Amateur Night, Night Hell was yeah. the very first segment um, that everyone was raving about, everyone loved, and then they were just like, yeah, and the other segments are just kind of okay. And I saw Amateur Night, loved it, thought it was fantastic, and then I actually saw the movie, and I was just like, yeah, it was all downhill from there. And then I saw the sequel, um, and it was very much the same thing. Safe Haven was the um, segment of that one I really, really, really enjoyed. And then the other ones, I was just like, yeah, I could take it or leave it. Uh, third one, there really wasn't anything. I mean, the, the what was it? Um, the Parallel Dimension, the monster one, that was okay. I you know enjoyed that to an extent, but the rest of it, it was definitely the quality has gone way down. So at the very least, I kind of went into this one and I kind of figured, well, at least one of these segments I'm going to enjoy or have something to talk about with it um, because that's kind of been the track record with this series so far, especially since one of the segments was actually directed by the same one who did the Safe Haven. That's the uh, cult segment and the second one, uh, the Indonesian cult one that I really enjoyed. Um, But yeah, uh, that is why I decided to take a little break from Scream and go into VHS 94. Andrew, what's your exposure to the series? So I, I've seen the first two. Um, I, and like, like you said, like I really enjoyed the first one. Um, I, I think Amateur Night was the standout um, among them. Uh, was, was the, was the first one the one with the zombies where like 
the guy goes on a bike ride and he like becomes a zombie and you see it from his from the zombie's point of view or is that uh, i think that's two? the second one actually okay because I, like, I thought that one was really great too um yeah yeah i really like that one. Oh wait oh okay wait i'm, I'm looking up right now um okay okay i remember say i remember safe haven now okay yeah no that, that was good too like i feel like one and two had some really good scenes and like at least even if like not all of them were great i felt like i kind of got what it was going for and it didn't really feel like bad to me like you know i feel like part of it is just uh how to describe it like i feel like they had a charm to them that was kind of like obviously made on kind of a cheap budget but not super cheap um, mm-hmm. And I feel like they were good, like well written kind of uh, short stories. And I feel like they they had good directors. Like Ty West directed uh, the uh, one of them. I forget. I don't remember which one, uh, but he directed one of them. And I'll so look like, it up. Yeah. I feel like, like th- that was great. Like you had the like, good directors. I don't know who any of these other directors are in this new one. And like kind of like you mm-hmm. said, like I feel like there's something to enjoy about all of all of the other ones. I, I was one and two. I I think I only watched the beginning of Viral, and I was just like, I'm turning this off right now. Um, but I feel like they're... Ty West, for the, by the way, he directed the segment Second Honeymoon in the first movie, um, which I barely remember, to be completely honest. So, Yeah, but I, I like he's a good director. Like, I don't know who these new directors are. Maybe that's me just being you know out of touch with what's going on. Um, but I, I remember enjoying one and two and really liking, liking watching them. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe just like I kind of fizzled that out. But I remember when I went to go watch Viral, I was like, oh, I'm not really not really feeling this. Um, yeah, definitely. There were diminishing returns with viral. There were some really bad segments with that. And I think a big part of it too, for me at the very least, is the same reason why I love watching short horror films on YouTube when they get put up. Because I just, you know, you're not dedicating that much time to it. We've seen it a million times before, where a horror movie takes a concept and stretches it to an hour and a half, which is obviously way, way, way too long for certain concepts. Um, like Lights Out, you know, that was a fantastic horror short that lasted five minutes, but the actual movie itself, eh, you know, it, it, it you definitely could feel it stretch. Well, you didn't um, love the Lights Out movie? Come on. <laughs> I love the short film. I thought the movie was okay. Wait, did, and I definitely was very, very bored at some points of that movie. Did, so. did you ever watch Siren, the that the, the feature-length version of uh, Amateur Night? Uh, no, I did not. See, I didn't either. I'd, I've been interested. But I think kind of just like you said, like where like <laughs> I was, you know, I was afraid of the concept being just kind of... You know, I think it's a very, yeah. it's a very, I think like, like you were saying, like, I think short stories and short movies work really well with a twist. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's like what a, what a good short horror story is. It's kind of creepy and there's a twist or something like that that happens at the end or there's like, you know, the climax hits and it like, you know, it falls to the walls for the last five seconds. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what made Siren effective and that's what kind of made, um, I guess actually I, w- I would say that the zombie one was kind of a slow burn after he became zombified. But, you know, but in that case, it was all the concept. It was all the concept of watching the zombie go around and see his perspective, which I thought was really cool and clever and creative. Um, mm-hmm. And I think to me, that's actually what this next one is lacking. I think that 94 is lacking either a creative idea or a meaningful twist. Um, yeah, definitely. Because there's just, a, for example, the zombie one, like there's no way that concept can fill an entire movie. But, you know, a 15, 20 minute short, absolutely, 100%. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so this movie is, once again, in the anthology series, um, they're all, all four of these movies are kind of wrapped around in some sort of bigger plot, um, either someone discovers the tapes and starts watching them one by one, or there's some sort of relation to it, 
This one, a SWAT team is investigating a compound uh, led by a cult, and it's just, it's terrible. Oh, it's, my God. There's no other way to say it. The wraparound the plot for this is so, so bad. It's, it's, it's so bad, and I can't tell if they know how, like, it's lit, oh, it's such, like, a badly written and produced, like, segment. Like, it, it's insane mm. how bad it is and how dumb it is, and, like, you just can't, I just can't imagine them telling the actors, like, here's the twist, here's your line, and people are like, oh, this sounds like a great, I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna feel completely natural. Like, yeah, I think, I mean, it's probably one of those things where just they were trying to ham it up. Because one of the big things they said during the promotional materials and everything like that is they're kind of going punk rock roots. You know, we're actually going to film in an actual sewer and we're going to make it campy as hell because that's what these movies are all about and that sort of thing. And I felt they leaned a little bit too far into that. I feel like that's an excuse. I feel like yeah. can't, I like I think there there are campy movies out there and then i think there are people who make bad movies and say oh look it's camp <laughs> like and i think this is definitely i think this is bad writing because it wasn't bad writing that was fun it wasn't bad writing that felt like something that i'd seen before it like it wasn't like malignant which is camp to like you know over the top camp and you could tell like oh my god like brain demon creature thing and like bike backwards fighting and throwing a chair at somebody from across the room knocking them out like they're ridiculous things this never went yeah. that far and none of the actors acted like that. You could tell these actors thought they were doing like a great job. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, another thing too, just kind of based off that. So I saw um, this movie, and then a few days later, I was looking for something to watch, and I decided to pick up Last Action Hero again, which is a movie I've seen probably, gosh, five or six times. Um, and that is camp done right. Oh, like, yeah. They know what they're about. They're self-aware about it. Uh, but at the same time, too, there's talents to the lines like they're intentionally bad but it's set up to be you know to invoke some sort of reaction in the audience and this one it's just like okay yeah i agree with you it's kind of bad for the sake of being bad uh bad not bad for the sake of being bad but bad to cover up um lack of talent or whatever it is well you know it's insane yeah so the director oh well actually here, I'll, I'll bring this up when we talk about it we're gonna go segment by segment yeah, I figured we'd just kind of like introduce each segment one by one and we can jump around between the, all of them because if we go through each segment in detail, I figure we'll take way too much time. Oh, 100%. Um, so, yeah, there are four segments to this movie that they kind of come across. The very first one is called Storm Drain, and it's about um, a reporter and her cameraman who, when they're investigating a homeless epidemic, decide to venture into the sewers in search of a homeless population. It's just kind of one of those things where they hear a noise and they decide to investigate third further, and they end up finding uh, this um, being, I guess you could call it, like monster called the rat man which people worship um and how they deal with that the second one is a woman who is at a funeral home she works at a funeral home she is asked by the family to stay in the room with the corpse the entire night and of course the corpse is in the casket and everything like that it's a very well put together funeral home um but spooky shit starts happening to her once that happens third one um is called the subject and that is about a crazy doctor who takes people takes him apart puts uh, robot parts onto him and basically is just going super super hard into the body horror um and that is kind of just a walls to the ball action movie with a lot of body horror too and it was actually directed by the same guy who directed safe haven from um vhs2 the uh, indonesian cult one and then the last one is Terror, which I 
think out of all of them probably has the most interesting concepts um that is once again horror movies just like the forever purge are kind of leaning into the um far-right militia movement that's been cropping up in america over the past few years and it's about a far-right militia movement who is utilizing vampires basically who explode when they're exposed to sunlight um, and using them weaponizing them basically and then of course we have our little wraparounds um swat team movie uh throughout the entire thing so that's just kind of all of the segments that they go through um yeah gosh i don't even know where to start on this one do you well, want to yeah. talk about which ones are your favorite least favorite well I, I, let's go a little more into on some of these so let's like i think i, I think we can do a very brief but like you know okay commentary on them so like first one storm drain like you said the woman goes into the storm drain to find out about this cult creature called ratma which I'm assuming is like Ratman, but you know, um, mm-hmm. what did you think about Rat- about that one? Uh, the only thing I really liked about it was the ending where she threw up on the guy's face, and I thought the effects they weren't good, but they were fun to look at. If that makes sense, like I always say, you know, gore and horror movies, it doesn't have to look realistic; it just has to look entertaining. And it's one of those things that's really hard to figure out. Um, like the old Toxic Avenger movies mm-hmm. um, with the trauma and everything like that. They, they weren't realistic at all, but the gore looked fun. And that is Storm Train. I just like could take it or leave it. Besides that one scene, I was just kind of like, eh. Well, see, like, for me, like, like I, was saying, like, I think the, the problem with this thing is I think, I think this, uh, how do you say it? This anthology in, in, in general is a very lot of slow burns with not a really great payoff. And this one is, like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's literally them walking through a sewer for most of the film. And you kind of get the impression that maybe this girl isn't a terrible person and she actually cares about the people in the sewer. And you're like, okay, what an inter- like cool kind of development, but nothing's really happening. And then when they meet Ratma, it's a very short scene to a degree, but like they just hold on images of Ratma. I think this is one of those films, I think this one and Empty Wake really kind of like to hang around on what's going on in the movie. Like really like to keep mm-hmm. the film. Because once Ratma's there, we spend like the... I want to say it feels like at least like five minutes of just staring at him as he climbs out, climbs out. Yeah, and then she's just screaming the whole time, and then back and forth. Yeah, it, it like, definitely takes forever. Yeah, like nothing. Like in that scene, nothing happens other than we see who Rotman. He looks kind of like they kind of stole Alien a little bit. He's got a elongated head with a, the face peeking out the front, which looks very Alien-like, especially under the dome kind of. Um, mm-hmm. But like even that scene, nothing really happens, and it's not really shocking because it's done so slowly. He kind of walks out, and then they put black vomit on a guy and his face burns but it somehow doesn't burn the priest it doesn't burn anything else that's on it just burns that guy's face and then we like you said we cut to back to her at the end and she's vomiting out stuff and like it's you know it's cool but then like i feel like these movies you know it's either a twist really quickly and it ends and it's kind of cool but then you kind of have to can reason it out but here like what am i reason like I, i feel like for me i need some validity or, you know, uh, continuity within the story, even if it's a short story, of telling me what's going on. And I couldn't, like, my mind couldn't figure out, like, okay, so what happened to make her now to vomit up black stuff that burns everybody else? Like, what's going on? Like, okay, I get that she's now part of the cult, I guess. She got indoctrinated somehow, and now she can vomit up black stuff. Can you let people do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just feel like it was a, a twist for the sake of a twist. Like, Ratma was a kind of a failed twist, and then her vomiting was a twist, which is, like, cool, but, like... What does this mean in the greater scheme of the story? And like, what's like, it wasn't shocking. It wasn't like super grotesque. I feel like it was like, it was a cool effect, but it was like, 
narratively, what was the point of it? And I think that's what a lot of these movies kind of feel like. Well, what's the point, I guess? Because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't overly shocking, I don't feel like. I feel like like there was the feeling of dread in uh, Amateur Night. And there's like, what the fuck's going on? And when she split her face and she picked him up, it was like creepy and stuff. But I feel like this isn't creepy or scary or really thought provoking. So it's just kind of like a, I think you, you described, every movie you described as a wet fart, but that's what I, that's what I described this as. <laughs> yeah. Now I, how much of a, the pacing was all off on this segments. It, it, it really, it felt like it built up towards the reveal of the rat man that it stayed way, way, way too long on the rat man. And then instead of like using that time to kind of further develop it like because there were a lot of concepts that were underbaked this is a segment i think they could have benefited from a little bit i don't want to say more time but better pacing there there, there needed to be more to this weird world of ratman so like i feel like it, it, there's a couple of people a couple times in this anthology where it's just a bunch of like old fat white dudes who stand around and talk and like it happens a <laughs> lot in this it happens a lot in the uh vampire one it didn't happen in empty wake but, like, I feel like it just happens a lot of old fat men sitting around. And I don't know where they get these guys from or who thought this was a good idea. But it's it, that's just what it was. It, it was really... I love the way you described that. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like, that, like the, the priest is just, like, old fat man. Like, oh, Ratma. Like, I don't know. I just I didn't feel like these people actually believed in Ratma. You know, they, they were not great. Like, I would have loved to see, like, something else from them. Like, they weren't acting hard enough to make me think they were zealots. But they also, like... They, it's like they kind of walk down. They're like, "Oh, this is Ratma. Ratma's Ratma, God. Hail Ratma!" And like, nobody was committing to their role except for maybe the reporter. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it felt. It just felt like subpar in every way. Um, and that's kind of actually, honestly, I felt about the Empty Wake as well. Like, what did you think about the you know the Empty Wake? To me, it, it felt like nothing happens. Zombie yeah. starts walking around. Nothing happens. That that was how I just, took it. Yeah, this was easily my least favorite favorite segments out of all of them. Like, Ratman, at the very least, it had some cool effects. The only thing I can say about this one is I, I did like the ending um, where she's running away and then the top half of the zombie, like, sees her through the eyeball and then that's how he realizes how to get her. I thought that was a great scare, a great moment. But other than that, yeah, again, the tension is just kind of all off i do feel like the story was well developed on this one um we kind of get the idea of okay the weird that uh, it was a hungarian man i think that came on in um that's what wikipedia says okay but yeah that sort of thing um you know it, that's really all we need to know he was a weird dude killed himself probably involved in some cold shits okay fine i can buy that okay zombies walking around okay cool but it's just i was bored through most of it honestly i was like okay let's get to something something's gotta happen come on come on like have, have you ever seen the autopsy of jane doe i have not it's it's a very similar like it's in the sense of body is possessed in uh okay. in a morgue or you know like and it, this just feels again like such a like it's like a it's like it's it's just a zombie like it's it's a very like lame kind of zombie movie and like again like I I I think the quality is supposed to be like VHS you know from nineteen eighty four quality I guess but like everything just looked really cheap and like it looked less like nobody knew this like I don't know I get the impression it was supposed to be that nobody knew this guy and that's why his uh, funeral home is empty but you could easily have told me that they didn't have the budget to pay for actors and that's why as well and I would have believed you <laughs> like it it felt very like. I don't know, like, our main character didn't feel like a character. She was just kind of there and, like, not even on screen most of the time. And then I felt like when the zombie started walking around, like, like, you mentioned the face thing and, like, that, just like the Ratman scene, like, we focused on a scene of her standing behind 
the knocked over coffin for like again like it feels like 10 minutes while they go from <laughs> looking out the face looking at the zombie looking at the face looking at the zombie and being like okay the zombie's gonna fucking open its eyes like at that point it wasn't a shocking thing so you knew it was gonna happen because they kept focusing on the fucking piece of head like and i don't know and, I, and that also bring always makes me wonder so you know how in movies they always have that where somebody's like head falls off and then they the body comes or walks around and it's just a comedic effect but i think like that'd be more accurate like how like like okay if you have a, an eye and you can see something but you don't know where your body is you're not gonna be able to direct your body towards where your eye is because you you the face doesn't know where the body is how does the body know to find him how's the body yep. the body is using the the facial looking around like I, I think she would have a great time getting away from that head even if the body was there um and then the whole thing too is just like the tornado coming on through and destroying everything and you know coming on i just i felt like it could have been done better i really do the tension could have been ramped up we could have seen you know more rain at the windows or a window break or a lightning crash or something like that i was just like when the tornado i was just like okay yeah i heard a siren but that's that's it um i, I think it could have just been yeah. it could have benefited from more room of her running around or something it could have been if, like and i get that like, they're they're confined to the camera but well you know do what a lot of movies do have it be that the power goes out and she uses the light from the camera to move around and then create tension of her going around while the zombie is somewhere mm-hmm. popping around like there are ways to create tension with the single camera that i just feel like they didn't use and it, it felt very restrained but like instead of trying to work with that and be creative within the confines of that uh, you know, low quality camera that they had to use for it. They kind of were just like, well, we can't do that. Like it, they didn't feel like they tried, you know, you're, I'm disappointed because you didn't try. He half asked them, <laughs> but, he, but here's the weird thing. I was looking up the directors and um, I think the director of this, uh, Simon Barrett. Yeah. He had a role in a freaking, um, uh, fuck. I just saw it. Uh, you're next. He is one of the writers and producers oh. of your next. And the, huh. which is also the, and he also is one of the producers of the guest. So it's like, I love both of those. Yeah. I know. Uh-huh. Like what, what, how do you, how do you go from that to this? Like how, like, that, that, like that's what confuses me. It, like, so he's the director of this one. So maybe he's not a great director. I don't know. Or maybe he just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And he also, um, apparently he also did segments from VHS too. Um, he did tape 49. Uh, let me go ahead take a look at that one yeah it looks like he was the writer for most of the like your next and um uh the guest and everything like that the only movie he's ever actually directed was sentence uh seance or whatever well, it is. and actually it looks like he wrote most of or at least had writing credits maybe maybe he didn't do all of them on vhs he did tape 56 uh uh-huh. he did the sick thing happened to emily when she was younger uh which is, was an interesting one and tape 49 which i think these are just the uh, i think those are just the Wraparound stories, and then he did Phase One clinical trials. I think was the the eye camera guy from VHS two. So it, it's weird. It seems like he has a lot of okay writing credits. Again, I don't know how much he's writing. Like I'm curious to how much of um, uh, frick that other thing you know of um he, how much he wrote <laughs> of Your Next. Like I know Adam Wingard. Uh, I think was a director and also helped write a lot of Your Next and the guest. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's that tag team that works out. And he's not the best by doing it himself. Um, mm-hmm. But you know Adam Wingard also wrote. I'm pretty sure and directed Death Note. So who knows? Uh, <laughs> that is true. Um, That's very true, and that's an absolutely wonderful one. Dude, just on a side note, I fell deep into a ra- Reddit rabbit hole the other day. Um, there's a subreddit called Waifuism. Okay, describe this to me more. It's literally people who are just 
so in love with their fictional characters that they post pictures of them going on dates or having their weddings or dinners or whatever with their waifus. Well, some people have actually married their waifus, haven't they? Yep, and some people posted on waifuism. And yeah, there was this one girl I remember because she posted a ton, uh, but she was obsessed with uh, Ryuk from Death Note, which is why they brought that up. And I was just like, okay, this is this is kind of sad. I tell this, him, is, this is really, really sad to everybody. I have to tell my buddy Brooke about that. He's uh, he's really into Zero Two from... Uh... Frank, what's that anime? Um, Darling in the Franks. I'll have to let him know that he can, he can, he can be part of the waifuism cult. Oh, we can. I, I do waifuism if it was like Andrew Garfield. He's 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 my. <laughs> <laughs> no Spider Man. No Spider Man. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. You got to stay strong. All right. Um, good. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I think those are both you no, know, not great. Um, but I think The yeah, Shining. Definitely. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think the, in my opinion, the best one of this series, uh, the subject. I agree, 100%. So, yeah. And I feel like part of it, too, when you as soon as you start in, and maybe this guy didn't get the, get the memo on the, you know, 94 uh, kind of aesthetic. But it, and like I said, it felt like they used the, the previous two used the VHS aesthetic as a excuse to make a really low-quality movie. But the subject mm-hmm. is like it has a budget, and not just, the CG, not just the animation and the CG and the effects, but just the camera quality itself. It is like, I, it was like a breath of fresh air as soon as we popped into this video and this you could see things clearly and like it seemed like the actor was actually trying to act i i really enjoyed that yeah so this was the one that was directed by the same guy who did safe haven back then and i i I like safe haven a lot better than this one but i did not mind this one i really didn't um I thought it started out strong with the opening with the two people tied up and then the long still shots of the doctor walking on over and he's just so curious and so proud of his work and cuts the woman's head open, takes her brain out while the other guy is struggling and waking up and then he comes on over and he's just like, oh, you know, quiet down. It's okay. I just got to give you some more sedative, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I, I really thought that was a strong opening for it. Um, I do feel like this segment went on just a little bit too long, uh-huh. but... At the same time, it was it, it was a pretty fun roller coaster ride. Yeah, well, and I, I feel like too, like I I agree. I think I think the I think the beginning part of them talking went on too long, and then I think the interlude where the police break in is kind of awkward. But as soon as yeah. she gets free and like starts fighting, it feels like a fucking video game, and I loved it. Like it literally, like, yes. it felt like we were watching. That's a video actually, game. In, that's actually in my notes. I was just like, I have to make a comment about the Doom scene oh, yeah. from the 2006 Doom movie. A uh, Doom movie, and I was just like, yes. Yeah, it, it felt like that the whole way through. No, I think that that scene alone was like was was worth it. Like it wasn't worth watching the two movies before it, unfortunately. But like <laughs> it, it definitely like elevated the scene to me. This uh, this uh, piece to me. But again, it, it didn't quite feel like it fit within the VHS franchise. I feel like VHS again are, are these like mm-hmm. short with a twist and like a lingering horror. But this one very much felt like like you said like Doom. It's like it's it's like if they made a, a movie of um, Resident Evil Seven or Eight when you go into the. Uh, What's that? Who's that guy? Heisenberg's place, and there's all the metal people. It's like they, oh, they yeah, animated yeah, Doom yeah. section of that, because it, it's basically what it was. It was robot cyborg people fighting around, and we got to see this great uh, first-person perspective of this robot as she fought her way through um, other experiments and through um, these uh, SWAT team mice, I guess. Um, I thought that was great, and I thought the idea, like, it was interesting as like you know. Like, if we were to take commentary on how, how, like, she's being treated, like, she was somebody... I'm pretty sure they were implying that she was, like, they were abducting people, uh, kind of off the street and playing with them, essentially. Uh, and at the end, she's just viewed as a monster, and they don't really look into your humanity at all. Um, 
but I, you know, I thought that was like a cool segment. And I thought I, I was impressed at the way that they showed her when she got to look into the um, camera in a mirror and you got to see her face. I thought that was really unique. I think we hadn't seen a main, you know, doing that to a main character of a short story, even a short story where they're basically their faces in human. I thought it was really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And that, it was a risk. Um, the CG parts mm-hmm. don't work quite great there because she definitely touches her <laughs> face and you can see her finger touching the skin that's actually there, but they edited around it so that like, in what we see on camera, it looks like her fingers just resting on thin air. <laughs> um, just like they edited that one part of the trailer of No Way Home. How dare you? I thought we were talking. I thought we weren't talking about <laughs> Spider Man. I thought we weren't talking about Spider Man. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you there. I also really like the scene too, where she mercy kills the other subject um, who's just lying on the table. I thought that was a really powerful moment. That kind of just like you mean wh- went into the whole fucked upness of it all. When they Ripley her, she's like when they Ripley kill her, yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved if she pulled if she pulled out like a flamethrower and <laughs> went to town. Um, but I also love it how like because like again like I feel like the other movies like you know again the fat white guys seem like they're so serious with their fucking rat man and this person's like oh look I found like a grenade launcher for my arm I'm gonna shoot a guy in the balls with it <laughs> like <laughs> like that was so good yeah like like if you're talking about camp like this is the camp this, like this this was the camp this was the camp that this whole thing should have been if they were gonna go in that way and. Uh, I, yeah, that was that was that was great. Um, yeah, uh, I thought that. Yeah, See, that, that was the highlight. Definitely a standout segment. All right, yeah, great, great. And you know, the ending was kind of sad, and like, but then like, good because you know she gets away. But um, but at the same time too, she's a fucked up monster. So yeah, you know, who knows? Exactly. But you know, again, it was it was a fun little scene. It was a fun little ride. It's it's like it wasn't amazing, but it's kind of like what I expect from like the the middling VHS segments. Uh, and which unfortunately really heavy on the gore and more of a roller coaster than actual horror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then okay, so now we got our last one, uh, terror, terror. Which, my God, do you want do you want to explain the concept for this one? Uh, yeah. So basically, it's it, once again kind of going along with the forever purge and the way some horror movies are kind of working this way into the story uh, focuses on a far right uh, racist extremist group who is basically planning on bombing all these government buildings all around. They live out in rural wherever. Um, One of their big quotes is like, oh, we're here to take back America, all that good stuff. Um, But the twist is they have a vampire man who they keep captive in a cage in a barn. um, And apparently if they take his blood and like inject into a rabbit or something like that, um, the blood of the body of the person who's actually a vampire just causes drastic explosion so whenever that vampire blood hits the light it goes boom and creates a bomb so they're planning on using that blood to bomb all these government buildings and it's kind of a um just video blog of their day-to-day right um rain in terms of getting up to that point so yeah, what do you think of terror? I dumb like I, I, I get like 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 you said. I think it's an, it's interesting. It's like a, it's an interesting concept. If someone were like, hey, what if vampire blood exploded? Kind of like in um Midnight Mass. I'm like, oh, well, you know, kind of interesting. And like, and they use it, and then a bunch of like right wing idiots used it to make bombs. I'd be like, well, that sounds actually fucking stupid. <laughs> like, like I, like, I, I don't want like, like these guys have access to like crazy firearms. Why the fuck would they need vampire blood to make explosions? They could probably get, yep. like, it's, it's one of those things where like interesting concept, but like I wouldn't have taken that into a uh, extremist thing. You, like that's that seems really like a weird choice to me that these guys are like taking the blood of a vampire to use it as a bomb, 
And again, it, it goes back to the fact... I mean, they have, like, a truck, like, Gatling gun. Yeah. Like, really? You can't come up with a homemade explosive, and but you can secure that? It's it's just, it's very weird. Like, like are, are these, like, the rejects of, like, the actual, like, Proud Boy group? And they're just, like, off on their own, like, we got a fucking vampire. And, like, uh, everyone's like... Oh. One thing I did really like about this segment is just how hopelessly incompetent they are. I, I like that one scene where the Gatling gun actually gets fired, and he actually accidentally kills a person. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to fucking stabilize it. Like, yes. well, like, and I go back and forth because, like, it's funny, but then I'm like, these are supposed to be horror segments. And, like, any fear here is immediately undercut by, like, again, fat white guys being incompetent. Like, yes, definitely. It's like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I, again, I think this could be like, an interesting concept. And, like, and if, and I, if you look at this guy's IMDb page, just looked it up, he keeps calling himself a gentleman of the highest caliber. So this guy's a fool of himself <laughs> and a prick. Uh, I don't know who you are, Ryan Bros, but, like, that's just the impression I get of you when you write that about yourself. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm going to search that up right now. It just, it, it just seemed like such a dumb, like. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we got to read this verbatim. Okay, okay, go for it. So this is an actual description on IMDb. Ryan is a filmmaker, a gentleman, and a bon voyance par excellence. He received his MFA in directing for the American Film Institute and won a Student Academy Award for his film, Narco Corrido. Low Life, his featured about, was hailed by audiences and critics alike as an amazing genre almogram that makes you laugh, puts you on edge, unable to fathom, blah, 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 blah. Yes. A gentleman. Like, my lady? Fedora? Is he wearing a fedora? He he directed and wrote it, uh, that movie. And let's see. it hit that that movie that he made is a he his team his producing team is called team win so wow just fucking wow <laughs> yeah 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 he he definitely watches videos on how to be an alpha male yeah no he like <laughs> i'm sorry if he's actually like a really cool dude in real life but that's the impression he gives off yeah yeah like and it's just somebody who obviously wrote their imdb page <laughs> like somebody obviously wrote this about stuff but again like maybe he's a great guy um but this movie like I just, like, I don't, I'm assuming he wrote and directed this, maybe just directed, I don't know, but, like, it, like, this is, this, like, this is exactly kind of, remind, this, like, this feels more along the lines of Ratman and The Wake, where it just feels like a very lazy concept, and they're like, what, you know, what if extremists have vampires exploding blood, and then hell breaks out, and that was, like, the, that, yeah. that was the concept they went for, and, like, they didn't do anything creative with it, like, they didn't even hum- it's just boring yeah like we didn't see the vampire we didn't humanize like the, the the way to go with this would be to humanize the vampire and that'd be the interesting story right i mean they attempt to do that but they attempt to do that just by kind of showing how much torture this guy is going through because for whatever reason they need to shoot him in the head every single day to kill him and then he comes back to life um yeah i think it's just like a sedation technique kind of with a vampire yeah and then it's just like okay but then that gets blood everywhere right. like why not use fucking like like syringes and like what like come on guys like what what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. and like in the weird scene where the guy's like kiss the vampire kiss the vampire it's like what the f- what the fuck is going yeah that was fucked what up. is going on with this <laughs> yeah i wonder if they would just want to really really to lean in really hard in terms of making these guys as incompetent as possible i think that's what they were trying to go for but at the same time it was just like okay this is this is just boring. Yeah, it just wasn't, like, it's not enjoyable or, like, when you know, like, especially when the vampire, I think the vampire gets out. I'm just like, oh, like, everyone's dying. Like, it was kind of funny when that guy walked out and blew himself up, but it's just, like, I, I, I feel like, for me, like, it would have been interesting to see them catch the vampire. There are so many elements of this story that would have been more interesting than the one that they pursued. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think it's a budgetary thing. I think it's a writing thing. I think it's them wanting to get to this vampire attack and to, like, have funny scenes of vampire blood exploding. Um 
which is a shame because I think that like again I think like you said in the game like I think the concept could be kind of cool um, and especially like, like you know if they were trying to go with some like right leaning thing and they were trying to go with like make a commentary a commentary on vampires who can blow themselves up essentially to kill things I feel like there's an obvious story you can an allegory you could write to that um, so it's interesting that they chose to do nothing with it. And I feel like that's that's most of these stories. They choose to do literally nothing with any of these stories, or imply anything, or tell anything, or yeah. even tell yeah, a scary definitely. tell a scary story. Is not even like it seems to be doesn't even seem to be objective of theirs. Yeah, and I think that's what it's really lacking in this movie compared to the other ones because the subject is the one that's kind of closest to the spirit of what you just said. But at the same time, it just they're either too flushed out in some areas and not flushed out in others. But overall, the pacing of it is just way off in a lot of these segments. I also have a question. At the end, of the, do you think the vampire meant to kill himself? Is that what was going on? Yeah, I think he was just, like, tortured for so long that he was just, like, he wanted to end it all. That's kind of what I figured. Okay, because he, like, he like oh, pressed the button, and then it looked like he's going into the little place. And I was like, did he mm-hmm. did he know he was going to explode? Was it beeping at him? I mean, he's like, oh, I'll press the button and go in. Um, yeah, yeah, he was he was already broken at that point, and he was just like, I'm just going to take all these fuckers down with me. Okay. That's, that's the impression I got. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, that, I guess that... Not that makes sense, but I, I I like the ending that he killed himself. I guess that's a nice, it's an okay way to uh, end it, I guess. Um, yeah, a little bit poetic. Yeah, you know, and like, you know, kind of shows that this thing is beat up and isn't happy with his life because it was tortured by these guys. Again, I'm really curious where it came from, what its story was, and like how they got a vampire and how they were able to do it and like, you know, all those things. But yeah. just doesn't want to touch on that. Um, do you want to go ahead and talk about the final segment, which has absolutely soured me on the whole thing? Oh, my God. You were already soured? But, yeah, like, it, it was exactly what I expected. <laughs> so, like, to, to, to capstone what's going on here, like, so the movie starts off, as Dan mentioned, uh, with this um, group of SWAT team breaking into this house. There's some kind of cult going on there where people are dying. There's VHS uh, players and old tube TVs everywhere. And basically every segment is shown they walk into a room and some member of the SWAT team gets like entranced into the video. And then we watch what they get entranced by and like people lose their eyes and shit uh, when they come back. And uh, this, this film, this before this last segment is shown, um, these w- these people, I think one of the SWAT members um, kind of hits another SWAT member and he's forced to watch it and he gets sucked into it and he watches the vampire one. Uh, and basically at the end you see uh, he apparently... this. This uh, detective guy or this SWAT member is actually in the video for a moment. I guess he sells them. Uh, he sells them. Uh, sells the guy's arms. The, this militia. He sells them arms, which I wouldn't have fucking noticed until they told me. And they're like, "Oh, that was you in the video," because they have the most fucking generic-looking actors on earth, and their names are oh like God, Slater yes. and Steve's, <laughs> something like that. Old fat white dudes. Yeah, yes. again, a bunch of old fat white dudes, um, <laughs> and like the most like generic-fucking-looking people on earth. Um, and like again, like not great actors. But the twist we find out is that the these two women, um, and they kind of already hint at it because like th- there's a scene before that where one of these guys is dead, and they're like, "Oh no, looks like we lost him." And they're like acting like the most suspicious fucking people on earth. And this uh, <laughs> Slater guy walks up on his SWAT members, and they're like, "Oh, he's dead or he's missing. I don't know what happened to him." And he's like right in front of like, the guy they're looking for is right in front of him, dead and like not hidden. The guy just doesn't notice for some reason. Um, it's just really, really dumb. Um, but they go on this whole speech about how, like, we were on a secret underground viral video campaign or viral video club, and, like, ours are the best, and we have to enter our secret viral videos. Um, That's so dumb. And, I, I, man, I wrote down a quote. I, I'll have to find it for a second. Uh, but what, what did you think about the ending? 
Oh god, it was so dumb. Like I, I really the whole fact that it was just like, yeah, secretly we're part of this underground deep whip cult, and you know, there, there was a scene in there where they like list off all the stuff that the underground, or not the underground cult, but just, I, I guess it is a cult, underground film cult. It's a far out fetish um, film cult, they say. I, the, the one line where they keep saying, like, you know, yeah, we do everything. We do animal cruelty. We do cannibalism. We do, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, okay, so obviously this was a first pass of it. They were just like, hey, what's some shocking shit that we can toss in there and list off so the audience will be shocked? And it was just, yeah, no. Well, and it's so funny because these two girls are like, man, we're a super secret underground film court, and we're going to make the best one ever. This is going to be our best film ever. And I'm like, you had fucking, and like, and they imply because we see um, Slater, you know, supply these uh, vampire captors with guns. So that means there's fucking vampires in this world. There are vampires. <laughs> there are rat men. There is mechanical people. There are zombies. These are they call these like fetish films. These are um, what's what's the term for film from like film murder porn? Snuff films. Yeah, these are snuff films. These aren't fucking fictional things there are cryptids and shit in this universe and they are not surprised or confused by this they're like oh we're gonna make our and then they're like ours this is gonna be the best one ever and they're fucking videos this to them beating some swat guy with a camera are you fucking kidding me there is a demon rat thing in the in the fucking like sewers and you guys think that your video of you hitting a guy with a camera is like fucking great like it's it's so fucking dumb like what the like like the this the concept of this already stupid. The acting is fucking terrible. These two these two women and this guy, fucking terrible actors. Like, like it, and again, maybe I don't blame them. Maybe it's the writing. Maybe it's the writing and the fact that again, there's just a fucking steady cam on them. Maybe it's the direction. Maybe it's something else. Definitely. Like, but yeah, it's just it's, it's very bland, boring. So and yeah, and, 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 and like it's, it's weird because at the end of the other one is like the end of the first one. I remember was like these guys break into a house and they find these cameras and or these videos and shit's going on around them. So it's like implying that there's some like dark force out there. I feel like they like riot and they end up getting like kind of get out of the house. Shit goes crazy and they like get hit by a train or something. They're like for you know, like shit goes on. I I can't. I don't. I honestly don't remember most of the framing devices. Um, but you know, it, they're always the worst part of the movies. Like, they, they're the worst part, I, I, but they're like creepy or interesting. Like I remember the first one that like the in betweens being kind of weird. Like what's going on here? But this one was just fucking dumb, and the acting was so bad. Mm. It was like it was, and it's worse than like an almost sci-fi movie. Like I just like maybe there just wasn't a budget for this, which I guess is fine. But like, I don't know, have you ever made? Did you ever make a short film when you were younger? Did you ever do that? Yes, technically. Um, I didn't, like, you know, direct it or anything like that. But it, my, my friend just wanted to make a short film, so I acted in it. But it was back in middle school, so obviously not very good. Yeah, like, we did, like, in middle school, we had, like, a 24-hour film festival where we had to go out and make a, like, make a movie. And we, me and my friends made some really dumb and, and like, think about it now, like, politically incorrect uh, <laughs> uh, hor- horror yeah. movie about, like, a uh, uh, we wrote about, it was about the Red Cross and this guy who works at the Red Cross and, try, and like, you know how they always call you? So, like, the, the, our concept was that he goes to your house and tries to kill you and, like, gives you the survey about, like, you know, like, have you ever done this before? Have you ever been to this country before he kills you? Um, if, you know, <laughs> and stuff. And, like, that was our concept. And it was dumb. And it was a kid thing. But, like, the more I think about it, like the more I'm like, oh, that's a forgettable part of my life. The more I'm like, all right, this movie got made. <laughs> like maybe mine wasn't that. Maybe my childhood wasn't our childhood <laughs> film we made on no sleep wasn't as bad as this shit. <laughs> because like, it's just like it's just so dumb. Like, I, and again, it could be an interesting idea. And I feel like they're, maybe they're inspired by um, 
what's that movie? Um, Frick, the Dark Web movies. Uh, oh, shit, Unfriended. Yeah, like un- Unfriended Dark Web, like the one where, where it turns out it's yeah. just like these dark web people fucking with people. It's just all webcam shots the entire movie. Yeah, like... Yeah, I think it's Unfriended. Yeah, yeah, and the sequel is the one where like they're basically like they're getting fucked with by these people who they stole the computer of. And like it's, it's you know, it's again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a similar thing where they they happen to find the computer of this uh, group of people who's, you know, dealing snuff films, essentially. And that that ending was creepier and more fucked up and shit. And this, like, it it just felt like it was so many subpar things followed by, like, the dumbest, like, oh, shit, this needs to end. What are we going to do? Okay, they're part of Eagle Film Cult. It needs to win a part of it. And, oh, my God. And then you're just like... Oh, it's, it's, you know, if, if, if all these short films are lacking because there's no punchline... To have the film, the wraparound story, end with absolutely nothing is just like the even bigger insult. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a very, very bad ending. And I, I will say, I don't, I don't usually try to be negative. I know we shit on movies a lot and stuff, but like, I don't, like, I don't usually try to be negative and like rude to movies because again, I think making a movie is a great thing, and I think it's, it takes a lot of work to do that. And like, they, you know, they got this movie made, awesome, all parts, all short stories, good job, actors, you got in a movie, awesome. But it just feels like there's such a lack of effort here that's just like, I'm so glad I, I, I got a free subscription to Shudder to watch this and I didn't fucking pay for this. Because <laughs> I, would, I would be offended and angry if I paid for this. Um, yeah. So I would say if you're interested in getting into the VHS series, watch the first two. And then if you don't see the last two, you're, you're not missing much. So we're, we're, okay, so my... And again, this might just be again. I came off the high of an amazing Spider-Man film, and then I and, okay. And then, no, I'm not talking and, about. And then I watched this. About just the segments here. I'm saying first two VHS movies. I just want to clarify. Oh no, no, no I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm saying I came from like a high of the year in terms of the movie that I've seen to this, <laughs> um, and, and that might be color my perspective. But I think this might be the worst movie we've done. Would you agree? I can't. I can't think of one that's worse that we've done. Okay, um, I would say probably the Predator no. would be worse. No. I just like I as as a person who loves the franchise and hates the fact that, that and hates that movie and hates what they did and in the, in the weird commentary they're making on autism. I think it's better than this. Uh-huh. I think it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go down the list right now and take a look at everything we have done. We've done some great movies. I know. I think we usually do pretty good ones. Uh huh. Yeah. Doom Annihilation. No, I think I like Doom Annihilation. Oh no, I do my, I fucking like to Doom yeah. Annihilation. That movie was great. That again. That boy she met online. That, that was a low. That was a low budget movie. Okay, the girl, the boy she met online, and Doom Annihilation are both low budget movies that at least had a fucking plot and had some writing. And even if they had terrible acting, they had a coherent story, and they were trying to do something with it. Yeah. Ah, oh, jeez, Alien vs. Predator. Rugby, no, maybe, better, better. Maybe. Army of the Dead. No, I like. I liked Army. Yeah, of the Army of the Dead was at least fun and dumb. Army of the Dead was campy, yes. unlike this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say the only thing that gives it the run for money is the Forever Purge on this list. Oh, okay, ooh, ooh, Forever. No, okay, Forever Purge at least had some interesting scenes and like pretend commentary. I, I will agree with you though. I think Forever Purge is the is the second worst. I would say the gap is not that great between these two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but okay, I forgot about that one. Oof, yeah, that was bad. Um, but but similar at times, similar writing and acting. Um, but I think that the actors were slightly better and were, and were trying. I feel like you know they felt like the actors in Forever Purge were trying. And it doesn't always feel like they were in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, any final thoughts on VHS 94? Uh, don't see it. Like, I, again, like, <laughs> I, I can't think of any reason to see this other, again, other than that, like, that one scene and that one, like, that one clip. Okay, so here is what I'm going to do. Okay. So I'm going to say 
What are you, you going to do? Are you going to Google it and see if it exists online? Okay, no, I'm taking a look and I'm just like, let's see if the subject is on YouTube at the moment. Watch that segment if you really want to. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, 100% skip it. Yeah, no, I, completely, yeah. I think this is the first movie that I would say, like, very little redeeming value. Uh, again, except for the, the subject. And the subject is a, it's a fun ride. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's. But it's most. not great. It's, it's not great. No, it's not. Like, it, it's not a great segment. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you, you have to sit through a lot to get to the good part of it. Um, yeah. Which is it's weird. good. It's not great. It, it, and it's weird to say they have to sit through a lot for a movie for a short that must be maybe half an hour at the most, and probably twenty <laughs> minutes. But it, that that beginning part felt like a long time. Um, yeah. So yeah, would would not would not recommend. Um, unlike Spider Man No Way Home, which I would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man was very good. We'll have to do a bonus episode on that. Uh, speaking of which, are we going back to Scream for our next episode? What do you think? Oh, let's see. When does Scream When does Scream Four come out? Five come out. Uh, Scream Four comes or Scream Five comes out on the sixteenth or fourteenth uh, of January. Yes. Okay, I guess we got we got to do that then to get to get to be ready for it because I, I do think we should do Resident yeah. Evil at some point because I think it's I'm I, I think it'll be a fun one to talk about. Um, I think we're both you know we're both interested in the, in the franchise and I do I really want to do the uh, Black Christmas night two thousand nineteen at some point. Um, but mm, I think but definitely we, not gonna get up but we, we can save that until after Christmas. 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 No, after Christmas. Yeah, maybe. And then you know next, or we can do it for next that's year. That's true. But I, I think know. next year we also got to do Black, uh, Jack Frost too, because you know, <sighs> yeah, we that's right. Gosh, there's so many good Christmas horror movies out there. Yeah, but you know, again, Black Christmas. I'm I'm okay with not giving it the. Um, I I don't think I'm gonna like it, and so I'm okay not giving it <laughs> the uh, the Christmas uh, honors and just doing it as a winter movie. That's fine with me. So I, I'd say maybe after maybe after Scream. Because actually, that'd be interesting because it'll be a, uh, another kind of slasher. Um, but it'll, it'll still be in the theme. It'll be probably January, February. Okay, sounds good. Let's see if Taco agrees. Does Taco agree? Yes. Good, good job, Taco. That's Taco for... Oh, my... Wait, did Taco... Yes. Is, is, is Taco, that Taco talking? That is Taco. Oh, I picked him up and I'm bothering him, so that's fine. Wow. Abusing a cat? <laughs> abusing a... Dan is a cat abuser, everybody. He is literally just sitting on my lap right now. I literally just picked him up, put him on my lap, and then this is him. Put me the fuck down. But he won't do anything. He will meow and hiss all he wants, but he will not do anything about that. Yes, buddy. I love you too. All right. So, all so right, Scream cool. 3 after this? Scream 3 after this. That's what I'm Man, saying. Man, Scream 3 is going to feel so good after this. Scream 3 might... <laughs> Dan, I think Scream 3 is going to feel like the best in the franchise. I'm not going to lie. VHS ninety four makes Scream three look like Scream two. There we go. There we go. I like it. I like it. Put <laughs> put put that on the put on the disc cover. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much once again to our opening band. That is Teddy's Atlas with the song Horror Movie Story. You can get them off the album Children of the Corn. Good, good Canadian boys. Any shout outs this week besides the uh, podcast you shout out to earlier? Uh, no. You know, again, I I feel bad. I haven't talked with Swedish Horror in a while, but uh, I I'm sure he's putting off great great stuff. He's he's awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's all I got on me right now alright sounds good alright cool well uh, thank you all for listening and stay groovy bye mm-hmm.